Hello and welcome. This is ESPN Quick Info Stump Mike. I'm Karthik Iyer. Speaking to you after day four of the first test between England and India at Trent Bridge, and boy, is this test tremendously, tantalizingly poised. I I just can't wait for day five, and I know two others who can't as well. With me today has Yasmin throughout this test match, Andrew Miller. Hey Miller, welcome. Hi there, Karthik. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gagging for it. This is this is this is proper proper cricket. Bring it back. Along with Miller today, who's back after an old school rest day during a test match yesterday, is Gaurav Sundaraman. Gaurav, are you refreshed and raring to go for day five? Yeah, absolutely. And how's the weather, Miller? Mm, yeah, ask me again tomorrow. <laughs> the the weather in, in England makes no sense anymore. But you, you know, I reckon with 157 runs to get, there should be should be enough time to get a result. Put it that way. It absolutely doesn't make sense at all because. If if I'm not wrong, the brightest part of the test match came in the final half hour, and I was like, just guys, just carry on, carry on playing, right? I mean, you don't have to get the weather doesn't look too great tomorrow, so you don't have to go off. Just finish this test match today. It it got so bright, Miller, towards the end. Yeah, the be- the best weather we've had all day was before the start of play, uh, from about nine o'clock till ten thirty, and then pretty much after the close of play. So make of that what you will. Everything about English weather is, well, we, we talk about English weather forever as Englishmen, but it is getting sillier and sillier and sillier as the years go by. Yeah, that, but that's one fascinating thing I was, I mean, I feel about, about cricket is that we focus so much on the weather as well as we do on the actual cricket. Anyway, let's talk some about the actual cricket. Gaurav Sundaraman, is it too far-fetched for me to say that that last one hour and a bit from India, despite the fact that they lost KL Rahul in that period, was the most pivotal part of this test match so far. Yeah, I would think so. A good start is very, very essential uh, that when you're chasing a score, which India generally not been doing well. Yes, I know they won at GABA and uh, they uh, did well at Sydney, but in England, their highest score is 174. So the the highest fourth inning successful chase. So. And uh, I read another another stat that under without Kohli also they have actually not won uh, I think a single chase uh, outside of India uh, in the fourth inning. So uh, a lot lots to play for and a good start is uh, essential. So the last session was gripping in both in all aspects. India's bowling coming back uh, and making sure Sam Curran does not do enough damage. And uh, then uh, finally, KL and uh, Rohit playing extremely well to uh, uh, take them close. And that last uh, uh, over by uh, where we saw Chetesh with Pujara strike it, what is some 150 now? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a tad below 100, but, but yeah, it, it did feel like it was reaching un, unchartable territories. Yeah, and... You know, every ball Pujara plays seems like he's going to get out. Uh, but at the same time, somehow, uh, it's a very crucial innings for him. I'm looking forward. Uh, generally, you know, these final days uh, uh, are always very exciting. And uh, with England, uh, uh, even last last summer, we had two test matches going uh, very similarly uh, towards the uh, fourth innings chase, which was successful. I think West Indies beat England once and England beat Pakistan once. So... Um, yeah, however uh, uh, weak the England batting lineup is, uh, they somehow provide some exciting test matches. So, India finished the day at 52 for 1, chasing 209. Rohit Sharma and Cheteshwar Pujara at the crease. Miller, would England have been a bit deflated there in that final hour? Yes, without a shadow of a doubt. The conditions were glorious for, for swing and seam bowling. And um, I, to be honest, they bowled. I thought they bowled exceptionally for about three overs. And then for some reason, 
Stuart Brawl got driven a couple of times. Uh, K.O. Rahul's um, use of the drive, the just compact drive every time anyone over pitched to him was superb. Six boundaries in that period and hardly a chance taken. He was just, he, he played superbly for that 26 and it spooked Broad a little bit. He had been attacking the pads and doing what he does best when he gets on one of those rolls. But the way that Rahul combated him encouraged him to drag his length back a bit. And then suddenly it was a bit, it was a bit pretty again, beating, beating the edge and flying through and looking, looking apart, but never quite threatening the edge in, in the way that uh, England needed to in such conditions. Um, so, you know, I, I think that was, that was a three wicket session at, uh, at the very least and 52 runs by the end of it. Um, that's an absolute, absolute goldmine for India. It, it, it certainly it feels to me, I mean, I said yesterday, I thought that England would lose by seven wickets. I still think that, uh, but they've got to that position in, in a very different way to, to how I imagined it. Credit where credit's due to Butt Miller to England. They they put on 303. I don't think anyone here expected that. But I think you made a fair point that England's strategy is either Joe Root needs to go big or the team goes home. And it works. Sometimes it does work when your best batter comes out there and scores, what was it, his 21st test century. Yeah, and he's passed a thousand runs for the calendar year. He's 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 been in incredible form. He got essentially three double centuries in a row. One of them being one eight six, I think, but you know, the, on balance, six hundred runs in as many innings out in Sri Lanka and India earlier this year. Uh, he's a one man show at the moment without Broad and without without Stokes. And as as I said yesterday, yeah, you're right. If he gets runs, England have still got a fighting chance. If he hadn't got runs, this game would already be over. And I still think it's essentially over because I mean, again, you look at the way this this innings has now panned out. We haven't seen Sam Curran. Um, I'm not convinced that Sam Curran is going... I, I mean, I'll, I'll probably eat my words tomorrow when he picks up three for spit. But I think <laughs> in, the, in these circumstances, in a four-man attack, I think England are in a position whereby their danger bowlers can be can be sat on a little bit and the bad balls be capitalised with a little bit more impunity than there would be if they had, they had Stokes to balance it out with a five-man attack. And so one more good partnership I, I was incredibly impressed. I've mentioned Rahul already. I was incredibly impressed with Rohit Sharma just digging in again, 12 not out, invaluable 12 not out to, from 34 balls. Uh, he's getting through to the close was proper test match opening batting in English conditions. He did it superbly. And, you know, with with, with a bit of sun on the backs, I mean, it's just, God knows what the, what the weather will be like tomorrow. But even with a glimmer of sun, I think they've, they've broken the back of the innings now because, you know, Virat Kohli, I'd be astonished if he doesn't have something to say, as and when he gets to the crease. And even if it does get a bit tight, I'd back Rishabh Pant to come out with 10, 15 minutes of mayhem and just, just you know, hack 30 runs off the total, which again will just bring it so close to touching distance. Um, I I think, I think you know, I'll eat my words. I'm very happy to. I do it a lot. But I think in India have, have pretty much won the game with that session. Hmm. Got to put Joe Root's 2021 into perspective for us. I know England have played a lot of test matches, but especially at the start of the year, he had a lot of runs. 228, 186, 218 in Chennai versus India. And now he's got that century in England as well. He's This is this is a, a marquee year for in-test cricket for Joe Root. Yeah, and he's just halfway there, Karthik. He still has four more tests against India and uh, I guess a four more uh, Ashes tests uh, if all goes well. So, uh, it's a big year. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, one one record which is in sight for Jodhut is definitely the most turns in the calendar year. Great opportunity. 
to do that uh, this time. I think it's held by Yusuf Johanna, thousand six hundred odd runs, if I remember right. But what what's more startling is today he went. He's now the seventeenth highest Test run getter. He went past Javed Miandad. He went past uh, Inzuma Mulhak. He went past VVS Lakshman. And it's just mind blowing to think that. Uh, and he's just what three runs, uh, thirteen runs behind Graham Gooch. So just the amount of test matches uh, England plays, sometimes the route just goes under the radar when you compare him with Smith, uh, Williamson and Kohli because he doesn't average uh, 50 and stuff like that. But he plays in the most toughest conditions. He's not scored a century in three years in England and he uh, he managed to do it today. He generally does very well against India and he's having a fabulous 2021 and single-handedly carrying England uh, forward and like Miller said if not for Joe Root the game would have been over uh, by now and uh, he's just managed to keep them afloat he just one or two guys partnering him uh, for slightly longer scoring I think Butler and uh, Dan Lawrence both were very crucial wickets Uh, they could have extended it the target to around 250 I thought will be a very challenging one Uh, but uh, yeah but hey Joe Root's been amazing this year and I'm just looking at um, uh, this year's uh, leading run getter. So Joe Root is one at 1064. And this next one is Tirmani, who I just figured out has like two centuries and 450s, and uh, he's at 659. So, uh, well, Root's having a fabulous year. And let's see who's second in uh, the list from England. And it's Dan Lawrence with 354. What? What? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. No. <laughs> It's amazing. I mean, yeah, Lawrence has played a couple of hand, handy innings out in, out in Asia. Got an 81 the other day against New Zealand, and that's been it. I mean, England simply have had nothing, nothing to support Root um, at any stage. That in India over here, uh, it's it is a it's a terrifyingly thin gruel for the team. But uh, I mean, in the circumstances, you know, looking looking at the guys who helped Root out along the way, Dom Sibley. I mean, you know, a hell of a lot is said about uh, Chiteshwar Pujara and his 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 run rates, etc. Dom Sibley is Pajara with, with, with ex, extra stabilizers on. But um, I was impressed with what he did. Uh, 28 from 133 balls. It was it met the needs of the hour, frankly. It was what Root needed to just have someone hanging around, taking the shine off that ball. Just Even if he was going nowhere, Root was going places. He had someone he could rely on at the other end. He's not going to get out. He may not, he may not give many, get many runs, but he's going to hang in there as best he can. And I saw some stats saying that, you know, he possibly, an average batsman, I think Crickviz said that an average batsman in similar circumstances would have scored, scored 64 runs, but would have got out two and a half times in the same space. So, so you know, there you go. The, what, what, what do England want? England wants someone who's going to hang around long enough for them to get out of holes. And that's what Sibley did quite well with his 28, um, 28 today. Johnny Bairstow, he's made scores of 29 and 30. He's exceeded all my expectations. I talked about in the first innings the huge difficulty he's got to transfer this amazing, amazing white ball game he's got into Test cricket. He was just getting there, and then he he leathered a pull, the best shot he'd hit all day, straight to square leg. I mean, I guess it happens sometimes, but he, that ball was travelling when it reached Jadeja. So a little bit unlucky, perhaps. I mean, he certainly he certainly was looking looking the part up to that point. And then Joss Butler. I mean, he's. He's got a habit of leaving the ball. He's got every every single stroke in the book, and yet he's he, that's twice twice against India now in consecutive innings. I think he's got out without playing a stroke. 
or certainly in England, I think he did in 2018. It's uh, six times in all Test cricket, um, once to a spinner, but five times to seamers that he's he's got out either LBW or bold, not playing a stroke. I mean, it's it, it's a strange aberration, and it, it kind of epitomises again the the way that England's white ball players second guess themselves when they when they when they convert back to Test cricket without any practice. I mean, you know, the, in white ball cricket, they don't have to stop and think; they just they just go for the strokes every time. You can see the Butler, you can see Bairstow, all these guys in two minds: should I should I twist or should I stick? And that indecision is fatal in Test cricket, and it's why I I feel very sorry for the circumstances in which these guys are having to play at the moment with without any first class practice and with, with a board that's not really paying enough attention to Test cricket. Uh, but at the same time, it's given us an incredible Test match so far. Um, flawed Test cricket is often much better than 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 outstandingly classy Test cricket from dominant sides. Um, so I, I I I'll take this any day. A little more on Joe Root as well. His last century in England was a 125 against the same opposition, India, at the Oval in September 2018. Miller, he scored a lot of centuries after that as well. There was a couple in Sri Lanka. There's been one in West Indies. There was a double century in New Zealand and one in India as well. That is very impressive. But but you can see today that the explosion of emotion from him, maybe it was the fact that crowds were back and we can hear the patented booze when Root gets his uh, gets gets to his century back. I, I haven't seen such joy from Joe Root in a long, long time. Absolutely. You know, it's not it's not often that he that he really cuts loose like that. He played his on drive and he was celebrating before the ball had passed the stumps at the non strikers end. He was absolutely up for it. And so was so was Sam Curran at the other end. He was he was punching the air as well. The, the England team adore their captain. There's absolutely no doubt about it. He is he is a he's such a good man, Fun, uh, just a just a fundamentally good bloke, and he's the he's exactly the type of guy that England need in such tough circumstances. If you've got to be stuck in a in in a in a hotel room with with one guy skippering you in throughout a pandemic, you'd much rather it was someone like Joe Root than than a hard taskmaster. You know, you, you hear all the reports coming out of Australia, for instance, about Justin Langer being being a bit too heavy-handed with with the way he's running his team in in these circumstances. You know, the, the light touch is is welcomed by the guys that Root is in charge of, and yeah, it does take it takes me a surprise to, to to think that it was 2018 it was the last test. But then it was the last test of the summer. It was obviously Alistair Cook got a more memorable century in that innings, and then we've had 2019, which was the Ashes summer, but also the World Cup summer, which Root's um, priorities again were split across two formats. And then last summer being the pandemic, you can almost forgive Root for. For having other things to consider and other 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 factors on his mind as he was trying to marshal his team through uh, biosecure bubbles and all the rest of it. So lots of mitigating circumstances for, for Root's lack of centuries on home soil in recent times. Um, but yeah, it's wonderful to see him back. And and as you say, he's inches away from Graham Gooch's uh, former England record for the most 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 runs in Test cricket. He's going to cruise past that um, before the series is before this this series is done and um, and probably be closer. Uh, far closer to 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 nine thousand runs than not. So, um, incredible, absolutely incredible. I think one uh, one for your social media team. Uh, it's time to start the debate of whether Root can go past Sachin or not. <laughs> oh, 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 I, I remember we doing doing this with Cook. Yeah, that's and, exactly yeah. why I bought this. Up. <laughs> Okay, they were incredible by Joru. Just, just changing track a bit to the Indian side. Gaurav, I am never, ever going to question Jaspreet Bumrah 
again nine wickets in this test match for 110 runs and you look at this template this is exactly what you need from your first choice fast bowler he's got the top order he's got tom sibley zack crawley joe root when england's lead is just reaching and crossing around 200 he comes back and gets sam curran an extremely important wicket of sam curran and stuart broad as well his phrases can't be sung enough in this test match yeah i think uh, he's he's a class act just the fact that um, as long as there are no injuries i think bumra will always be very tough his action the kind of speed he generates uh, and he's so quick to the air sometimes he has a lot of tricks uh, we saw that ball uh, to stuart broad and jimmy anderson i think in both in the first innings as well as the second innings just the fact that uh, he has the yorker he has the bouncer he can bowl very tight i think uh, he he had an exceptional first uh, spell uh, uh, this morning so I, it was just one match the world test championship final which is kind of uh, rusty after such a long break in the hey hey, hey to be uh, to be fair to a lot of us it went 6 days it felt like a long time gaurav yeah and the fact that they were so rusty they didn't play much they had so many bubbles to move around and stuff uh, it was understandable maybe the timing was bad i think he'll have a fabulous tour uh, uh, all you need is even if you don't have help from conditions with his kind of bowling uh, it'd be very tough uh, uh, someone like jofra archer for england but uh, if conditions are favorable then uh, bumrah is always going to be there there, there about so um, uh, great stuff and uh, good for it augurs very well for india yeah miller i'll be honest with you and this i think i speak for not just me but for a lot of indians here we didn't pay much attention to the cricket in the first session for sure and even towards maybe the start of the second session but <laughs> from, from because of the olympics and a well, lot indeed. that happened for yeah for, for for us there but but i did i did start focusing on the match i think it was just before and after the tea break and i thought that spell of bowling just before the new ball when siraj from one end and thakur from the other that that was pretty mesmerizing and and i just want to say did you didn't you love the needle that siraj was bringing out there to the middle Absolutely, I love a bit of needle. I mean, you know, when you when you end up when you end up with a situation where where Anderson and Coley are basically on the same page, thinking, yeah, yeah, okay, should we should we simmer <laughs> this down a little bit? You know, you know that you got you got a proper competitor just just setting fire to things. It's a uh, it's fantastic, and, and you know, I I love the needle. I I think I think Test cricket is all the richer for 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 a clear sort of simmering. undercurrents in in a, in a match you, you know you want you want to have the edge to any contest you play otherwise what's the, what's the point in getting excited about victory and getting upset about defeat you, you know you you've got to have the emotion involved and and he certainly brought it but yeah you mentioned thakur i mean once again he's he's popped up with two uh, two outstanding wickets there you know the, 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 you know he was probably aided a little bit by butler's indecision as mentioned but you know to pick off lawrence and butler having got root in the first innings you know he, i suspect like everyone else he came into the uh, came to the match with a lot of people thinking really is is this really the the best option to have as our as our th- as our third th- third teamer and um yeah sure surely he is i mean he he has you know a bit like a bit like england sometimes in these conditions you don't need express pace you just need someone who knows how to make that ball talk swing it consistently find good lines and lengths and 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 just force batsmen into errors and he did that magnificently i did think he at one stage he was struggling with injuries he seemed to be getting a lot of treatment down the boundary's edge and i wasn't convinced he was going to make it through his spell then then back he comes gives away a couple of a uh, couple of what looked like fairly freebie 
falls off his legs and then just moves his line across the outside off and and bends in the inswinger to to pin Lawrence, who was who I think got a bit greedy actually. He was uh, he was seeing the ball quite nicely after his first innings duck and probably tried to line up a bit too quickly and and paid the price. But you know it's what you need in these conditions. Sometimes it's about just forcing the batsman to errors by consistent line and length with a bit of movement, and and he certainly did that. Let's circle this discussion back to where we started, which was the final hour of play, Gaurav. And I think Miller has mentioned this, Anderson's, James Anderson's, I wouldn't say struggles, but the fact that he no longer seems to pick wickets with the new ball. Gaurav, have you seen any reason why this is happening? He should be primed in these conditions, right, with with that new cherry. Uh, I think uh, Miller will be a better person to answer this. The fact that what I did... uh read and I've been uh, even it was mentioned in the World Test Championship final that it gets actually much harder after uh, a few overs the ball swings more and in fact uh, uh, with the Duke's ball uh, I think he becomes a much more uh, force after maybe uh, maybe in his second spell uh, Miller would that be a fair estimate I think I, I certainly think that's what's what's happened of late. I mean, there, there has been a lot of talk in recent seasons about the lacquer on the Duke's ball and, and having to get, having to get that lacquer off before you can start making the ball talk. And you know, I, I remember back in the day when when um, you know Shard of talking about reverse swing and saying that you have to make the ball. It's an art to try and craft that ball into into what into what you need it to be to make it talk. And you know, you listen to Anderson, who's talking on Sky on 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 the morning. Um, absolutely incredible. Interview did with, with Mike Atherton dissecting the dismissal of Kohli in the first instance and, and also Pajara. But, but you know, microscopic analysis of what he does to that ball to make it do what he did. And, and all of that was done with, with the wobble seam, which is what he brings out later on in the innings when, when, that, when that old school shine is gone. And then it's, it's really about him and the ball and crafting his dismissals. And, and the way he got that wobble seam to go just canting the seam and getting it to look as a shaping into Kohli and then getting Kohli to force him to play in the shot because it's coming to his stumps and then it's bending away. And none of this is a fluke. It's a fluke perhaps at the final instance when it hits the seam and then jags one way or the other. But up until that point, everything that Anderson is doing with that slightly older ball is is witchcraft, frankly. He, he's, got, he's got it on a string at this late stage of his career. And uh, it's, it's, it's remarkable to behold. I mean, the thing, the thing is, you know, you can talk about it all you like. I recommend anyone who can to go and see the actual interview with, with Afton where they zoom in on the ball because, you know, you can see that he is talking about the infinitesimal differences in scene position that allow him to fox a, a player as good as Coley. And it's no fluke that, he, that he's able to control the ball in the way that he does down the pitch on the length as it, that he does. It, it, it's, it's, it's mesmerising stuff, actually. But as you say... It, that's coming later. This is why this this test is not not yet dead because Anderson will come back with a slightly older ball, and you would imagine he will be a threat. My big question though is, can he be enough of a threat to mitigate the fact that they don't really have enough support at the other end? I'm not sure he can for all his skill. Hmm. That that question will only be answered tomorrow. So let's let's have a quick look ahead to tomorrow. Gaurav, India have their foremost experienced batsman now. At the crease and to come. We have Rocharma and Cheteshwar Pujara there. You'll have Kohli and Rahane to follow. Apart from Rohit, we know the other three aren't in the best of touch. Is is that a pressure point for India? Fourth innings chases are always going to be uh, uh, tricky. It's always going to be a lot of pressure. 
the fact that they haven't really done uh, well in England and uh, they missed two chases in 2018. All that will be there, I'm sure, at the back of their head, but uh, they'll also get confidence from Gaba and Sydney. So uh, those were uh, good uh, chases under pressure. So I think um, what is likely to happen is we saw what happened in the first innings. Uh, suddenly from 97 for no loss, they were, uh, there was a, a flurry of wickets and then they were 2 not 5 for 7 actually. So when you look at that kind of a pattern, England would need at least uh, 4 wickets before uh, India reach about 100 or 125. So uh, if that's the case, because England's, uh, India might crumble with the tail uh, under pressure, so I think that uh, obviously Pujara, uh, Kohli and Pant are going to be uh, the key play, uh, key players tomorrow. And uh, I'm with Miller on that. India should uh, be able to get past uh, 209, is it? Yeah, 209. I think they would lose maybe four to five wickets, but I think they should get past that. The other other key player I'd add to that, and he's only a key player as an insurance policy, but Jadeja. I think, I think Jadeja, Jadeja's presence in that lower order, and his versatility as well, uh, as a guy who is capable of of going for it. If, if, if it's a losing cause at the other end, if he's suddenly stuck with a tail and he needs to take it on like he did in the World Cup semi-final, he can do it. But equally, he can play the, he can play the conditions according to the type of batsman he's with. He's, 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 he's impressively versatile and he's got, he's got balls of steel as well. So I, I, I think if it comes down to Jadeja being at the crease, then in India are still fighting if Jadeja gets out and there's not much support around him then I think there's problems so yeah I agree it's it, it really comes down to I would back the top order to to do what they didn't quite do in the first innings Kohli in particular Majara's got to start Sharma's still there uh, there's so much class already um, accounted for in, in in India's lineup that they probably won't need to get down to 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 the bottom end you know what, Miller, maybe it's it's the romantic in me. Maybe I like a bit of nostalgia. And, and the new ball's done here, but it's Trent Bridge. I want to see that old Stuart Broad one more. I, I do not know what's what's happened to him. He doesn't look like the same bowler as he was a couple of years back even. But you just sometimes you just get a feeling that it's going to come out. Maybe not tomorrow, but maybe at some point in this test series. Well, he was England's bowler of the summer last summer. He got um, mm. he, he 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 really hit his straps, and that was after being left out of the first test. So he got he got a rocket rocket up his backside. It, as a it, it, it just feels like so long ago. Yeah, doesn't it? Just everything feels a long time ago in a pandemic. But I wouldn't. I, 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 okay, what I would say is I wouldn't write off Stuart Broad. But actually, the best way to get things out of Stuart Broad is to write Stuart Broad off. So I'll say, yeah, Stuart Broad is finished. There's absolutely no chance that Stuart Broad will ever <laughs> take another wicket. And then tomorrow he'll prove me wrong. So there we go. There are too many people who need to prove you wrong, Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I know Miller's answer to this in one word, India or England. Or or, or a draw, rain. Mm, yeah, so that's, that's, a, that's a fair point. But I, I think 157 to get. I think they'll, given the way that England's weather is at the moment, it'll be shower, then bright sunshine, then another shower. There'll be enough play. I'm still going to go for India by seven wickets because that's what I said early on and I'm sticking to it. Final word with you, Gaurav Sundaraman. Yeah, five or four wicket win. Five or four wicket win to India. You two will be back tomorrow when we discuss the fifth and final day of the first test match. It is tantalizingly poised and I hope the weather gods are on our side and we get an awesome session or two of cricket. Miller and Gaurav, thank you so much for joining us today. On Stump Mike, we'll catch up with you in just about 24 hours.